Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ, headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. <laughs> it will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Hey, good Monday morning. How are you doing, Nashua? It is Valentine's Day, Monday, February 14th, 2022. And so it's Valentine's Day. And what am I going to do? I'm going to do, a first of all, a shout-out to the love of my wife, Try that again. The love of my life, Kirsten. I know you're probably not listening because <laughs> I annoy the heck of you out of you when I'm on the radio, but you are the love of my life. And so happy Valentine's today today to you, sweetheart. I appreciate you for everything you do for our family, for the wife that you have been for a long, long time. Um, of course, we go all the way back to high school and uh, I don't regret a minute of our lives together. So that is it for my Valentine's Day wish for you. I do love you very, very much. And for all the rest of you, happy Valentine's Day to you too. Um, and we have a great show for you today. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning. Yeah, most of the time. Um, sometimes it's a holiday or sometimes I get stuck in Mexico because I have coronavirus. But usually we're here and uh, we're talking with the nonprofits in our community. We're talking about the awesomeness that is the nonprofit sector in Greater Nashua. I try to interview two different nonprofits every week. Um, and these are organizations, some large, some small, um, all of which are are making a big difference in our community. They're, they're working day in and day out to keep all of us strong, smart, safe, healthy, um, and just well taken care of all of us who live and work here in Greater Nashua. So today we're going to have with us uh, two different interviews. We're going to have our friends from AmeriHealth Caritas. Now, AmeriHealth Caritas is one of the state's uh, Medicaid insurance providers. Um, 
So they are on what we call the quote unquote marketplace. They work with low income individuals to create healthy access to um, medical insurance um, so that they can be well, so that our resident neighbor friends can all be well taken care of. We're going to talk a little bit about what they do. Um, and then we're going to have um, our friend Rabbi John Spira Savet. Rabbi John is also president of the Nashua Area Interfaith Council. That is a group of organizations, churches, but also civic organizations, nonprofits, includes the United Way, of course. And we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the Interfaith Council these days. And just, uh, you know, Rabbi John is always great to hear from anyway. So our show is live on the air, but there are lots of different ways in which you can connect to us. We are on, of course, WSMN 1590 AM. Might be where you're listening to us. Or maybe your FM dial is set to 95.3 FM. Or maybe you were smart enough to talk into your smart speaker this morning and you said something like, hey, Google, or hey, Alexa, play the United Way Community Connection show or play WSMN 1590, and it comes right on. I don't understand how that works. I never will because I'm old. Hey, boomer, I am not going to understand that ever. Or... You can also even check us out on Facebook. I stream our show live on Facebook. Um, that's the best place if you want to make any comments or questions throughout the air. If you go to the United Way of Greater Nashua Facebook page or the Community Connections Facebook page or to my own personal Facebook page, you'll find the Community Connection show streaming live online and you can leave a comment there or a question. I'd be glad to answer that throughout the show. And so we're glad to see everybody in one of those modalities. Last but not least, of course, the station itself is at WSMN 1590 or WSMN.live. And that's where you can see the show streaming live. But the other thing that's really cool about the WSMM website is they have the um, webcam downtown where you can see live the progress on the Performing Arts Center right across the station. Um, you can see the Performing Arts Center as it grows and changes and evolves. Um, there's a big crane out there. You can see it starting to grow where Alex Schuster was for so many years. It is no longer. And it's, uh, it's starting to look like a thing. So pretty exciting to see that um, evolve. Anyway, hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, of course, it was Super Bowl weekend, and so I'm guessing that some of you, some of you might have enjoyed the big game yesterday. Of course, you know, I know I'm in New England, and there's a lot of Pats fans who were just like, Ugh, what's the Super Bowl without New England or without Tom Brady? And of course, I have friends who are Buffalo Bills fans, and they're like, oh, we should have been in it. Josh Allen, we got crushed. That's so sad. And of course, I also have Green Bay fans. Yeah, Shilu, I'm sorry about that too. And there are, of course, Bucks fans who would like to have seen Tom Brady in there for a repeat. And there are Giants fans. Yes, my daughter is a Giants fan, and she doesn't care about the Super Bowl if the Giants aren't in it. And, of course, I'm a 49ers fan. And so for me, this was a sad weekend as well. But it was a pretty great game, I have to say. And, uh, you know, kudos, congratulations to Los Angeles. I was pulling for the Bengals, you know, of course, like a team that has never won the Super Bowl and was beaten twice by my 49ers back in the 80s. I felt like – I feel still felt like – you know, that would be good for them. A little redemption there would have been nice. But congratulations to the L.A. Rams. And uh, you are Super Bowl champions. What do they say? Where are you going? You're going to Disneyland. Woo! I don't, you don't have very far to go because it's like just drive, you know, a little bit east and you'll be in Disneyland. Probably not super exciting to, for you guys. But there you go. 
Who cares? Whatever. Anyway, it was Super Bowl weekend. It's also a great weekend for high school sports. I know that I was on the pool deck on Saturday uh, officiating the Division II high school state swim championships, which were held at, um, out in Salem this year. They had Division One on Sunday. They had diving on Friday night. Um, great, you know, great events for the athletes. Um, you know, and it's been really good to see the athletes on the de- on deck throughout the uh, season. It's always good to see them participating, and you know, particularly in a time like this with the pandemic, um, I think athletics is one of those great ways for um, student athletes to just sort of connect and. Uh, uh, with each other, and it's good for their mental health, and of course, good for their physical health too. So that was this weekend on Saturday. Um, but what I do want to say is, it was also the last weekend for the Nashua Nor'easter, which is the big United Way event that just wrapped up on Sunday, wrapped up yesterday, and it was a virtual event. And I did want to give a little bit of an update on that because we beat our goals. Yoo-hoo! We raised a grand total of, as of right now, as of this morning. $30,227.34. Our goal was $30,000. So that's amazing. That's due to some great sponsorships. It's also great to due to a lot of different donors. 304 individual donors um, supported the runners in this event, runners and walkers. There were 194 individual participants. I know that me and my team Um, I was team Hudsey named, of course, in honor of my grandson Hudson. Um, I walked one of our 5k courses on Friday with my grand puppy, um, Layla. And, uh, then we also had, uh, other members of my team from United Way from team Sasha Fierce. Sasha is my colleague Samantha's dog. She was there with Sasha and Rita, her two dogs. And then my colleague Liz was with us, my colleague Christina, my colleague Jocelyn. Um, we had a, just a great time. Our new intern, Brendan, was with us from from uh, University of New Hampshire. And we just uh, had a great walk throughout the, uh, throughout the community. We went to Marguerite's place and the Police Athletic League. We went to Bridges. We went to the Dental Connection. Of course, we were over at United Way. We went to Greater Nashua Mental Health, and uh, we went to um, this the Nashua Soup Kitchen and Shelter, and it was just oh, and we went to Bridges, and so it was a really great event. We uh, had just a fantastic time. It was very enjoyable, and uh, you know, if you want to check that out, that's on our Facebook page. A little video I did, of course, a little live video. So our after party event is this Thursday evening for all of our participants and runners. And uh, walkers, and uh, that's at our good friends, being hosted by our good friends from Boston Billiards Club and Casino. They are sponsors of ours to hold that event. All the awards will be given out there, and then also we'll be doing some drawings. And so we're pretty pretty excited about this second year of event. I mean, you know, 30, 30, a little over $30,000 going right back to our community safety net, right back to the organizations that keep our community safe, healthy, and strong. And, uh, you know, that's so important that people have access to the building blocks of a good life. So um, if that's important to you, you can still support us by going to the United Way website, which is unitedwaynashua.org, unitedwaynashua.org. And there's a link right up on our website for the National Easter. You can make a small donation if you want to. That's fine. Um, and, uh, I mean, I guess you could still, if you wanted to, you know, sign up and do some fundraising and, you know, walk or run the, run the race, that's up to you too, but it's officially technically over. So, 
Um, that was this. And I did want to mention also, before we go to our break, just got a couple minutes left, we have a big year, a big year ahead. And um, yeah, I'm glad to have the National Nor'easter pretty close um, pretty close to in my rear view mirror, but, um, that that's only because we have so much great stuff on deck for this year. We also just finished our shoebox project, which is a great event that we've done as one of our days of caring where we, you know, try to pr- provide supportive, uh, care packages for homebound seniors in our community. We do partner with agencies like St. Joseph's community services, now known as Hillsborough County Meals on Wheels. We also partner with Gateways Community Services and other agencies that work with um, the homebound elderly, and we create these care packages that go out over 300 every year. So that's just wrapping up now. Um, uh, we have coming up in April, for the very first time, we're doing an event around recycling, around the earth. We decided that, you know, what the heck, Earth Day is in April. We've never really done an Earth Day-oriented event. So we're going to do an electronics recycling event. I don't know what we're going to call it. I don't know. I like throwing United into everything. So we'll probably call it, I don't know, Recycling United or or throw out your old electronic trash United or I don't know. My marketing volunteer team will come up with a better title. But we're going to be doing a recycling event for your old electronics. So if you have an old TV or a computer or something just it's not serviceable anymore, you want to you want to uh, get rid of it, look for that event. That's a good way for us to clean up the world a little bit. And then in May we have our Mother's Day Roses um, for a homeless moms event where we will, um, end up raising a little bit of money and with volunteers putting together bouquets of a dozen roses and, and distributing those to agencies in our community that work with homeless moms. Um, those include family promise, um, you know, bridges, Marguerite's place, um, front door agency, Keystone Hall, Mary's House, Gianna's Place. I'm probably forgetting somebody there along the way. But uh, And then we, uh, we go out and we take those roses out on the weekend before Mother's Day and distribute those to our homeless moms. It is really just a heartfelt gesture. It is, it is an event that we do because we just want to show these moms a little bit of supportive love. Like who does not need that? That's food for the soul. So we're doing that. Again, for, I don't know, the nth time, um, I have a great board member, Peter Schaliner, who works with me, and we uh, we go out and we distribute those roses. One of the best days of my year, to be honest, when I get to go out and distribute those uh, bouquets of roses to the homeless moms in our community. Um, let's see, what else is coming up in end of May? We also have our second annual Cornhole event, Cornhole for a Cause. Last year it was great. It was a lot of fun. We're going to do that again. Um, just have a little bit of fun, raise a little bit of money for our community safety net. And if you, if you're a cornholer, a cornhole player, you like to throw the bean bags. Well, watch for that event. Um, coming up in June is a food drive, a big community food drive on June 4th and 5th. Um, watch for that to support our, our food pantries, especially going into the summer months where, uh, there tends to be a little bit less donations coming in and a little bit more need because school is out. So we've got a couple of food drives coming up. And then the end of June, I'm not even going to talk about the rest of the year, but the end of June, we're already having Over the Edge, our fifth annual, I think our fifth annual, sixth annual, Over the Edge event. If you are um, associated with a nonprofit and you want to put together a team to fundraise for yourselves and and you, you, know, you like the idea of doing something that's very different, like rappelling off of the Brady Sullivan Tower, like 
that's different than a, uh, you know, a golf tournament or a 5K or a gala. You know, that's just totally different. If you've got a couple board members or sponsors or donors or, you know, just staff members who'd like to fundraise a little bit for you, that event can be something you can participate in. And um, I've, gone, I've gone over the edge a couple times. Um, some people think I've lost my mind because it's a little scary to rappel off of a 300-story, 300-foot-high 300 foot high, 24 uh, story building. It is a little scary, but it's kind of a challenge. You know, it's a challenge for your your mental stamina. If you're especially like me, you're a little bit of afraid of heights. But uh, so that's coming up the end of June, and uh, we already have people signing up for that. So, and if you're interested, just reach out to me at United Way. Uh, just call me, call over to the United Way Greater Nashua office and ask for Mike. You know, ask for Mike, ask for the guy. There's only one Mike, and there's only one guy. And uh, tell him you want to talk talk with me about uh, Over the Edge or shoot me an email at, my, at uh, mafelberg at unitedwaynashua.org. And so we're going to take a break now. Our show is brought to you by a couple of great sponsors who you're going to hear from during the break. And after the break, we'll be back with our first interview, and that's AmeriHealth Caritas, talking about what they're doing to help bring Medicaid services, Medicaid uh, insurance and coverage to the um, residents of New Hampshire. You're listening to the Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters. Sounds like that could take a while. (laughs) It will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Etchstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at etchstoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org.
Well, good Monday morning. It is Monday, February 14th. It is Valentine's Day, and you know, I love that song. Well, it's more than a feeling, right? It's more than a feeling. It's love. Love is in the air. You know, I don't know what that means, actually, to be honest, but I, I do know that... Um, I'm going to, for the second time, I think I'm going to actually do this three times during my show today. I'm going to embarrass my wife as much as I can. She's not going to be very embarrassed because she never listens to my show because that would be embarrassing. But it is Valentine's Day. So, sweetheart, wherever you are, I love you very much. It's been a pleasure to be on this journey with you for the past, I don't know, like 40 years since high school. And uh, you are the love of my life. And I will see you tonight. So, Kirsten, that's for you. On Valentine's Day. And we have our next, well, our first interview today. We have Jasmine Harris. Jasmine is the manager of community outreach or something along those lines. Yep. She's going to correct me. Is that right, Jasmine? Yep, you got it. For AmeriHealth Caritas, New Hampshire. Now, AmeriHealth Caritas is a large insurance company yep. that specializes in Medicaid coverage, right? We do. Yes, we absolutely do. We happen to be New Hampshire's newest, latest, youngest Medicaid provider here in New Hampshire. And uh, we love the state. We love our members. Happy to be here. And you guys have been here. You're not that new anymore. It's been We're, like three or four years, Yeah, exactly. Right? Yep, about three or four years. I think we probably started plotting to uh, enter the state about... Uh, Three years yeah. ago, yeah. yeah, I know. I know you were you were in the state for at least a good year or so before the pandemic started. I'm starting to like. Are you the, the doing that too? Like it's it's for me. It's like there's pre-pandemic, right. and, and then there's the pandemic, and now there's hopefully, please, God willing, let's let 2022 be the year of the post-pandemic, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, I think like okay, so I was up there in your offices before the pandemic. Yeah. And I was up there a couple of times and then and then everything shut, shut down. down. So it must have been like 2019 when you came into the state. <sighs> it must have been because it was... I'm bad with math. You're probably right. I yeah. know we went live in the month of September. What are we in? 20... We're in 2022 too. So yes, yeah. I think 2019 sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so you guys have been here a couple of years, and so Medicaid is insurance for low income, primarily for low income Ex individuals, right? Yeah, individuals and families. It is a um, it's a program that's administered at its core at a Department of Health and Human Services office. So. Yeah. Any New Hampshire resident at any time, and I encourage folks to do this even if they think they might be over income because it's it's worth the shot. Yeah. Um, you can apply for, for Medicaid from your local DHHS office or visit New Hampshire Easy, which is DHHS's uh, online portal, and see if you apply, see if you see if you qualify. It can't hurt. And uh, it's a it's a great no cost insurance coverage if you are um, low income. So when we're talking about insurance on the quote unquote marketplace, mm -hmm. the health insurance marketplace, which was created by the Affordable Care mm -hmm. Act or AKA Obamacare, mm -hmm. this is what we're talking about, right? Um, it's separate. Well, okay. You know what? You bring up um, the Affordable Care Act in the marketplace. Here's a great thing about the marketplace as yep. well. As long, it's been a while since I've been on, but my last understanding is you could visit healthcare.gov, mm -hmm. so healthcare.gov, and that would give you open access to the marketplace. Once there, you can look at and select um, quote marketplace plans, Mike. Yeah. So that's where you find your marketplace plans. 
you would pay for those, a premium based on right. your income. However, if you enter your information at healthcare.gov and the computer does its thing and they realize you actually qualify for Medicaid, it will spit you out to your state Medicaid, which is nice. So ah, you, so you okay. can access sure. Medicaid off healthcare.gov. Sure, absolutely. That yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so one of the things I know that's, I believe, unique to AmeriHealth Caritas and your coverage plans is dental coverage. Yes. Is that right? Yes, it's so true. And we're so happy and proud to be able to offer um, that that benefit. So it's one of our extra benefits. Uh, we have adult dental wrapped into our coverage, which is huge. So uh, exams, Dental coverage is so important it's, and it's such a loophole. It's such a gap in our, in our healthcare coverage. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. So we're happy to... Um, Put the mouth back in healthcare. I we have some slogan or something, but yeah, we're 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 yeah. happy to to recognize the mouth and the teeth and the gums and and that get that coverage out there to people. Dental is um, it's so important, and I I often it really will, is. I encourage people even if you don't have coverage, try to tuck away the two or three hundred bucks a year just to walk yourself in mm -hmm. and get a walk in exam. Um, because it is, it is so important. But yes, AmeriHealth Caritas New Hampshire is extremely proud to offer adult dental to our members. Um, all the Medicaid plans here in the state, luckily, will do child's like pediatric dental, which is right. which is good. So the kiddies can get that. But yeah. typically, once you're over 18, um, you won't be getting those dental benefits um, at the other plans. Right. But here at AmeriHealth, we're happy to wrap that in and, and have that benefit. That's really fantastic. You know, one of my friends um, is Lisa Woods, who's the executive director for the Greater Nashua Dental Connection. They're amazing. They are amazing. And they provide, and we're one of their, their, their supporters as well, have been a funder with them for many years and a great partner. One of the things she's told me um, a couple of times is that the number one cause in the United States of America, and this to me is shocking that in the year, you know, in the 21st century, we would be even having this conversation. But one of the number one reasons, if not the number one reason, why a child is likely to miss a day of school is for an untreated toothache. And that to me is huh. just like a horrifying thing. Huh. Of course, in a pandemic, there's a whole like other reasons why yeah. kids miss school, like, you know, school's closed. But but before the pandemic, that was that was the reason. And so dental services are so important. And, uh, you know, at some point in life, we're going to have no face masks anymore. And it, there's, there's, you know, you smile and there's self-esteem issues. Totally. And, you know, there's pain and there's a lot that goes along with good dental care. A, a million percent. Yep. From honestly, from the head to the feet, got to listen to the body, got to take care of the body, got to treat the body. Yep. And I've, one of the biggest joys of my my job coming to AmeriHealth is everywhere I go, I get to tell people, oh, we have the adult dental. That's great. So That's great. And and once a year, if, you, uh, if you're a New Hampshire resident and you did apply for Medicaid and DHHS told you you're eligible, once a year you do get an open enrollment period. So you can look at the different benefits uh, at each of the Medicaid plans here in the state and figure figure out what's what's best for you. So, yeah, adults, I highly encourage them to um, consider our plan yeah, if they're absolutely. looking at Medicaid just, just for, for that sure. option. For sure. Absol absolutely. Now, you guys are also 
statewide, right? So yeah. if you're uh, so if you live in Berlin or exactly. Gorham or Peterborough or Nashua or yep. Salem, it doesn't really matter. You you um, potentially qualify for Medicaid, you could also then enroll with AmeriHealth, right? Absolutely, yep. We statewide coverage. Okay. Um, you know, New Hampshire can have my f- my the downside of living in deep, deep rural New Hampshire is sometimes you can't find a provider that's nearby. Sure. So it might be a little bit of a of a commute to get out to a provider. However, we have also built in um non-emergency medical transportation. I'm so glad you, you mentioned that because I did want to talk about transportation. Yeah, yep. So you can call, you can reach out to, um, once you have our plan, our we have our member services number on our website and our print material and it, the health insurance card we mail out. And you can reach out to member services and, and book that transportation for upcoming visits um, to get you there and back. But yeah, we, we are statewide. That's really fantastic. Um, Jasmine, one of the things I wanted to mention before I forget, because um, you guys are such great supporters of ours at United Way. Yeah. And I wanted to mention that because you guys have supported our Days of Caring. You've supported some of our events. Happy to. Um, We filmed um, the PSA for Over the Edge. You met me at the top of the Brady Sullivan (laughs) Tower, which is always a horrifying experience, right? I had a blast. It's it's pretty scary up there. But yeah. um, So I wanted to just say thank you because, um, you know, as an insurance provider like we're glad to like help get the information out about what you do and how you help to transform our community but we appreciate the support and the reciprocity it's really great you're so you're so welcome we're, we're i'm happy to be here this morning i was like oh i get to go talk with mike for a little bit that's for awesome. sure yeah so, so what's new so what can you tell me about what's yeah. new in the insurance um, landscape especially in your world in the medicaid world yeah what is new mm. I know it's, that they're talking at the state house about um, expanding coverage for for dental, dental care. Yeah, so part of the reason we were super happy and proud to boast the adult dental is my understanding is the state was using some of our claim data for the dental to kind of formulate their own what right. whatever's on what how they could roll that out. Mm-hmm. So that's above my head. I don't pay attention to that sphere too much, mm-hmm. but yes, I. You're correct. I hear that is in the work. So how yep. wonderful is that? Um, Medicaid isn't all that alluring and sexy all the time. It's yeah. on, honestly the same. All, those three plans that are available now in the state, at the core, you're going to get those same basket of services no matter which provider, yeah. um, you, no matter which health plan, rather, you go to. But the providers will be different. So I always encourage folks to look at, you know, the provider networks and do what's best for your family. So even in Medicaid, right, if, you're, if your provider is, we'll say, with D. Dartmouth-Hitchcock, mm-hmm. but um, you're, you, you want to make sure that who you go with actually has that if that's really important to you. Totally. Right? Exactly. So just like regular commercial. Just like commercial you know. insurance. Yep. yep. Do, do, do what is best for you. Okay. One thing I did want to bring up that applies to all the plans, too, um, because it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. Who doesn't love free is we have a care card. With, ah. with our with our um, coverage as well, so you'll get your insurance card from us for your Medicaid coverage, but we also have a care card that we'll mail out. And for certain healthy behaviors throughout the year, we'll automatically add dollar amounts onto that care card that you can use it to make drugstore like purchases. Um, so who who doesn't love a little bit of free? So that's kind of wrapped in there to your your uh, coverage with us as well. And the other plans, I'm sure, your WellSense and your New Hampshire Healthy Families will also have some type of extra benefit card 
um, loaded in there too. But that's wonderful. And yeah. you guys are to, on the web. That's probably is that probably the easiest way to find yeah. out more about Amera Healthcare I, have, I brought my cheat sheet, you know, because ah. yeah. So that looks like your business card. Is that your cheat sheet too? Yes, I that's write. It. I write Amazing. tiny. Everything that, I need is on here. That's so great. I got my little so where card. would somebody learn more about Amera Health Caritas, New Hampshire? So our website is Amera Health Caritas. N H is that like any dot. hyphens or spaces? Nope, nope. It's like one word. Amera Health Caritas N H. See, you can see it yourself. Can, and it's dot uh, com. Amera Health Caritas N H yeah dot com. Yep. And I know that you can Google it pretty easy too. If you just type in Amera Health Caritas, it'll come up and it'll tell you like the statewide. But you are in lots of lots of different states. Correct. So make sure you pick New Hampshire. Make sure you pick New Hampshire. Right. Absolutely. So. um is that the best way for somebody to learn more, or is there also like a phone number they should call? I think I think that is the best way. I can give okay. I can give our member services number. Yeah, yeah let's for do sure. that. Because not everybody, um, not everybody's web friendly all the time. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, my wife works at uh, with seniors who um, are part of the um, CFI program, yep. which is also Medicaid. Yep. And of course, um, there are a lot of seniors. We forget that there are a lot of seniors that don't have the ability. They don't have a smartphone. Mm-hmm. They don't have a tablet. They don't have a computer. They don't have internet access. Mm-hmm. But but they know how a rotary phone works. That's you right. know. That's right. And so they can they let their fingers do the do old, the walking. A good right? old dial. Yeah. So yeah. our member services reps are available twenty four seven to our members to answer member questions but yep. they're also that call center is also happy um, to speak to anybody wanting to learn more about the health plan so I'll share that number sure and they also get um, they will get an influx of calls during the Medicaid open enrollment yeah. period as well so we are at the member services it's 833 704 1177. Say that one more time, and I'm just going to type that into the chat. 833-704. i got to type on the right keyboard. There's like 12 keyboards here, so let's you're, try this one. You're a master. Eight. Three, oh, three. come on here. This thing is like eight. No. Eight. Okay. Three, three. Yep. 704. 704. 11. 11? 77. 77. Perfect. I put that in the chat on the on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to just type in www.americahealthcaritasnh.com. You got it. Perfect. Jasmine, that's amazing. And I also see my friend Chris Dugan made a comment in the chat, not for you, but for for my benefit, that he says, nice hat, Mike. And thank you, Chris. I really appreciate that. That is my Nor'easter beanie. Good morning, I actually Chris. earned it. It's, so, yes. It's, it, is, it is an awesome. Pastels. It's great. Right. Yeah. It's, Spring, if you will. Spring it's, it's, colors. It's really more like... Um, orange so the hunters don't shoot me when I'm hiking kind of thing. So Also important. It is important. Jasmine, we're out of time. No way. We are. It's happened so fast every thank, single time. Thank you so much. Happy Valentine's Day, Mike. Happy Valentine's Day to you as well. We're going to take a quick break now and uh, to give our sponsors just a moment to talk about themselves and their um, um, awesomeness because we couldn't do the show without them. And then we will be back um, after the break with our next guest, Rabbi John Spira Savet from Temple Beth Abraham and the Nashua Area Interfaith Council. You're listening to the Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg.
Well, this is live radio, and so one of the things they teach you is to kind of go with the flow. You know what I mean? So if you're um, if you're able to do that, then um, you know, sort of shuck and jive, if you will, then uh, that's all the better. And I noticed that the uh, computer's not set up properly today for me for my show sponsors. So I'm just going to mention who they are and tell you about their um, great support for our radio show. We have we have three show sponsors that help to pay for this. Um, particular radio show. With us forever and ever is Etchstone Properties. They're one of our community's commercial or real estate, um, not commercial, but residential real estate builders. They build really great quality premier homes in our community and have for many decades. So we are grateful for their support and their sponsorship. We also have our good friends from Fully Promoted and Embroid Me of Southern New Hampshire. Um, Sal and Jen do a fantastic job with screen printing and embroidery and promotional products for our community. They, in fact, did make the hat that I am wearing, which is the Nashua Nor'easter embroidered beanie cap, my favorite new hat. So thank you, Sal and Jen, and Fully Promoted and Embroid Me. And last but not least, we have our friends from Franklin Savings Bank with a branch right up in uh, Merrimack, um, one of our community bankers that does does a great job of supporting the community and lending and just being a, a nice walk-in bank for people. Hometown feel, Franklin Savings Bank, right up near um, the Shaw's. I think it's exit 10 or 11 or somewhere up there, the exit that you would take in Shaw for Shaw's and Merrimack. Um, so Franklin Savings Bank as well. Thank you all for supporting our show. We could not do this without you. Now, I mentioned this before. I'm going to mention it again. This is my third shout-out for Valentine's Day. And so um, I have no idea about like, you know, I've always kind of thought like the angel and the arrow and like, I think that's all just a little hokey. But what I do think is St. Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day reminds us to express appreciation for those people we love. And I love lots of people, but most importantly, I love you, Kirsten. And I'm hoping this embarrasses you sufficiently, but uh, I know it won't because you never listen to my radio show. And, um, I have known you since high school. I met you as when you were a junior in high school. I was a senior. You were an exchange student when we were in school in California. We met in French class. And, uh, you know, it didn't take long for me to fall in love with you. And it's been a great journey. You're my dive buddy. You're my hiking buddy. You're my TV binge-watching buddy, and you're just overall my friend and um, best friend in the whole world, and I do love you to death. So, Kirsten, happy Valentine's Day to you. And um, I will see you tonight, I'm sure, when I get home. You're probably working working yourself to death right now, so, we, so I'm sure you're not listening. But... I'll embarrass you then. Anyway, I have with me our next guest, which is my friend, Rabbi John Spirasovet. Rabbi John is the rabbi over at Temple Beth Abraham here in Nashua, and he's also the current president of the Nashua Area Interfaith Council. So, Rabbi John, welcome to our show. Hey, Mike. Well, hey, Ron. Hey, John. <laughs> that was like, wow. That was more, that was more um, abrupt than I had expected. Oh. <laughs> so, how are you? I'm good. I'm are you good. a football fan? I'm enough of a football fan to have watched the the game yesterday. Yeah, I was so glad that it didn't go into overtime because um, I'm like, okay, so I don't care much about much about this game. Please let it not go on for another 15 minutes. <laughs> well, so who are you rooting for? Well, I decided to root for Cincinnati. Me I'm too. Not, I'm not sure why. I guess I have some family there. Uh, I did happen to see just before I walked on here that there was at least one of my rabbi colleagues who is live streaming this morning something like what we can learn from the Super Bowl, and I 
Gosh, I wish I had thought about that. That's a great idea. I don't know what to learn from the Super Bowl other than, um, yeah, it was a good game. I always root for I always root for the underdog, which is which is because my team is always the underdog. But um, <laughs> the uh, I was pulling for I was pulling for Cincinnati because they just have never won, and that would have been quite a Cinderella thing, you know. Just like before the Red Sox, you know, won the won the World Series a couple of years ago, and now I don't care. But um, but anyway, so it's one of those events that kind of brings us all together, like left politics, right politics, right down the center politics, don't care about politics at all. Americans always come together to eat wings and watch the Super Bowl. Isn't that right? <laughs> uh, so I hear. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear. Very good. So um, tell us a little bit about, I want to talk about the Nashua Area Interfaith Council, because I don't think a lot of people have probably heard of that, and I think it's a, such an important organization in our community. Tell me about that. The Nashua Area Interfaith Council is, at the moment, a group of about 25 different organizations. Many of them are religious congregations. Some are service organizations in the community that whose mission really also is service, plus there may be people involved in religious communities who are, who are part of their leadership and for whom their faith is very much a driving force in the work that they do. And then individuals who just want to be in a, an intergroup fellowship like this. Some of what we do is around uh, where, or what connects us, I guess, is, is people of faith who who want to be thinking about service and learning about service opportunities and needs together. Some of it is a desire just to learn about each other. Uh, we live in a, a world that is probably in our area mostly Christian, not probably, it certainly is, yeah. but there are many, many different groups, and even I, as a Jewish person, part of a religious minority, know so little myself about many groups that aren't Christian, and the truth is I, there's a lot I don't know about Christianity in the mm -hmm. different branches, too. So we do those different kinds of things. And in our highest moments, we are we think of ourselves as aspiring to be a, a moral conscience for the community of Nashua and of greater Nashua. That's really great. I know we've been part of the NAIC at United Way for a number of years now, and um, so I really enjoy participating in the monthly meetings. Um, it's such a different kind of a, of a group than anything else I participate in on a regular basis. For me, it feels like really good to, to, to be engaged in this group. So I do appreciate everything that that conversation brings to me personally. And I want to you say know. that if anybody wants to just drop in on the meetings, whether you think of yourself as yeah. a religious person or not, we meet uh, right now on Zoom. Yeah. On, uh, it's always the first Wednesday of the month. It almost always is at 12 noon for about an hour. You can drop a note to me, president at NashuaAreaInterfaith.org. We are looking forward to going back to, we would rotate our meetings among the different right. religious groups and get a chance to really be in each other's spaces. The other thing about our network is even if you can't come to that particular meeting time, if you want to get word out about things that, that you think our group should know about, or if you just want to kind of connect and, and learn or maybe have something you want to pitch to different people about a project or a conversation, we're always doing stuff in between uh, during the months. We actually... Since uh, I'm looking down the street, um, probably two or three weeks before the COVID shutdown, a group of clergy started to get together uh, every week or two at one of the, the coffee places to say, what are we going to do about this? And we've continued right. to do this actually every week. The start of our week on Monday mornings at 9 is a 
clergy group uh, kind of support. I actually just had to drop off that and say goodbye to my folks so I could come here and talk with you. Wonderful. And, um, so if you happen to be out there a, a clergy person and haven't connected and just want to schmooze, it's informal. We don't have an agenda. And we do a lot of stuff like that just to keep ourselves in conversation and and. Uh, a lot of us are, are clergy from smaller congregations, so we don't have lots of colleagueship around here, and we are each other's wonderful network of colleagues. That's fantastic. And so I know that there's a website. I think it's naic.org. It's nashuaareainterfaith.org. That's the worst like, web address ever. Yeah, I mean, who came yeah. Who Come on, really? <laughs> but I know that you can just Google it, Nashua Area Interfaith Council. Um, I will also say you're on Facebook as well, which is great. Yeah. And um, I always tell people if you're driving down the road and you don't want to, I don't want you to stop and pull over and like, or you don't want to you know, text and drive or whatever. You forget all of that, but you you're like, what was that interface? Call me United Way, and I'll connect you to Rabbi John, and we'll uh, get you you know hooked up with the Nashua Area Interfaith Council. Thank you, and you don't have to be yeah. a clergy person yes. in order to. I'm be not. A, no. Yes. I, well, I'm the chief rabbi at the United Way. <laughs> <laughs> and you and each of us are wearing something on our heads, and yours is, more, yes. as you have mentioned, more more substantial than mine at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my, and also mine is also a little less religious at the moment, too. Yeah. So, uh, but... Um, but not blasphemous, I don't think. Not, so, no such thing, um, probably. <laughs> yeah, so one of the things I wanted to talk about just a little bit is uh, we have a couple minutes to talk about housing. Mm. Now, one of the big initiatives at the Interfaith Council has been the, I believe you call it the Housing Justice Initiative, and you're working locally as a group to bring more affordable housing to our community. Big problem, right? Big problem. People who work here who can't afford to live here. And I'm talking about, you know, if you work in one of the local restaurants or you're in retail sales or you're a teacher, you know, I'm just thinking like, I'm just going to think about my personal family. You know, my daughter's teacher, or not a teacher, but she's a guidance counselor. And, um, you know, she and her husband, they're getting a start on life. And they would love to live here in Nashua, and they just can't afford it. So that's what we would call workforce housing, that that sort of middle range. Like if you're, you know, somewhere in the forty to sixty thousand dollar ish maybe household income, it's just virtually impossible to find something in Nashua that you could that you could buy. And um, there's not a lot of rental housing either. And if you're lower income than that, which there are many people who, if we're talking about people who work in retail, and you're earning maybe twelve. $13 an hour, you know, you're just, honestly, you're priced out of the market. So you got to live somewhere else. And what does that mean? That means you've got to have transportation, reliable transportation. You've got to also worry about childcare and there's all sorts of other stuff that comes into that. So you guys are working at bringing a more affordable housing perspective to our community. Tell us about that. Sure. Um, you've really described the, the problem pretty well. The scope is well, I can see the problem. I just don't know the solution, <laughs> and this is where you guys have been so great. Yeah. Well, the solution, as as with everything, the solution is uh, a combination of money and attitudes and policies. So, the recent master plan, and I was really very privileged that the mayor appointed me to be part of the citizen committee for the the new Imagine Nashua master plan, suggested that there is a deficit of about 5,000 units of housing just generally in Nashua to make it easier to, to buy and rent a home here if you already have your life, as you've said, centered around here and just want to want to be here more. That figure may be low, but there are uh, a need for 2,000 to 4,000 more units of affordable housing. And affordable 
housing, you know, generally means that you don't spend more than 30% of your income on housing-related expenses. So I've done and, the math on yeah, that. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, I did it as recently as last year. And I looked at what would a what housing would a um, a very small family need in terms of retail and and uh, in terms of uh, you know um, um, an apartment for rental and I would think you would probably need at least like a one bedroom apartment so if you look on just go on Zillow or apartment.com or something like that which is what I did and you look at what's available in the national community in a one bedroom and how much does it cost first of all you're going to find out there's shockingly little anyway mm-hmm. at any price. Um, but you're going to find, um, that apartments in that space are going to cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of say $1,500 or so. And so then you translate that. I like to translate things into hours. Like how many hours is it? How many hours do I have to work at what wage to be 30% or less of my income? You have to earn like $28 an hour working full time as a single mom to afford that. And if you earn less than that, what that means is you're going to have to be on some sort of welfare support to pay for that housing. And, of course, that then affects all of us, right, because those welfare supports have to also come from the general tax base. So this becomes a problem. This is not just the problem of the single mom. This is all of our problem. Mm-hmm. And then it can translate into homelessness or instable housing. So what can be done about this? So what can be done is to – there are a couple kinds of things. One is to make it – more profitable for people who want to do real estate development to develop uh, housing that they can sell or rent and they can make a reasonable return and people can afford to live there. And that doesn't necessarily mean always subsidies to the the renter or the the buyer, but but better financing and more available uh, low-cost financing for these kinds of developments. And so the city of Nashua has already started to do a couple things. One is to just passed at the end of the year, uh, unanimously, 15-0 in the Board of Aldermen, uh, inclusionary zoning changes, which mean that people who are developing or creating certain new types of developments have to include in their own developments a certain amount of units that are affordable. And they, uh, and to people who are making, I believe, the, the you know, 80 Eighty percent of the area median income, or in a band of eighty to one hundred, mm-hmm. or eighty to one hundred and twenty, or if they can't do that or won't do that, to pay into a fund, which the city will use to help uh, subsidize or make uh, better better terms financing available to others to develop this. And so this is a tremendous start. It'll affect uh, everything from downtown, as you say, access to transportation, to literally everywhere throughout the city, so that um, so that really we weave ourselves together as a community where, where all kinds of people live in all parts of town. The second thing that the city has started to do with a, a, a tiny bit of funding, and we're really working on now, is to create an affordable housing trust fund with its own rules for the city of Nashua. And this would be something that uh, people who are building new or people who are refurbishing uh, something that they've had that's in need of repair or want to convert it from, you know, a unit that has, uh, you know, a, a building that has four units to a building that has five or six units, you know, can access. And uh, and this funding bridges the cost and, again, makes it possible for them to rent at a, at a lower, more affordable rate. And we're looking right now, both with the city and the, and the county, at having access to 
a lot of money that's coming through the American Rescue Plan, right. which would be sufficient to make a, a huge dent in this over the next few years. And uh, we're really hoping that people will, you know, it's finance, it's kind of details of that. It's not maybe the front page news kinds of things that people <laughs> talk yeah. about politically, but we're hoping that folks will be in touch, especially with their own representatives in the Board of Aldermen to support this. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think it affects all of us and our, you know, the quality of life in our community is a function of um, can the people who work here live here? And are we all taking care of each other? And so it's sort of like the rising tide really does lift all of the boats up in a community. And if you if you don't want to have a ton of homelessness and intergenerational poverty, um, and you want people to you know not have to suffer with the mental health consequences of unstable housing and you know kids who are worried about where am I living and you know th- these are all like negative consequences that that can occur when a community doesn't have good stable housing that's affordable to the people who are living and working in a community. Can I say, do I have a minute to... You have exactly more than a minute. You have like precisely two minutes. Oh, great. Well, I want to say we're, we're just a few blocks away from, I think, some unsung community heroes who are the residents of the, the Bronstein Apartments, which are being, right. that is public housing that's being reconstructed and the uh, to have many more units available there. And one of the things that we've realized, I think, a lot of us in the community is how much... It's not simply a matter of, of where you live, but but who you live with, who you live near, the relationships that, that help you feel like a human being, that are enjoyable, that help you just kind of do the logistics of your life and where you shop at the corner store for groceries. And there's a whole Your sense kid's of, school. Where's yeah, your school? Yeah. And if you have to, as many of them have, to move across town in order to make room for this redevelopment, it's a lot of stuff in your life that's thrown upside down. And there's a lot of tremendous um, social value that can be quantified in the ways that you've described, but also just is is good for our sense of of living and, and being connected to other people that comes from, from more affordable housing, the ability to stay in a home for a long period of time if you choose to and, and sort of set up your life. And, right. Yeah. Abs- that's absolutely true, and I do appreciate that, that um, group of people who lived in the, uh, the Bronstein Apartments and have been displaced have had to really really exhibit a tremendous resilience to, and, and the Interfaith Council was really helpful in helping to facilitate that that was done in the right way. Yeah, we hope so. And um, it sort of revealed to us, too, that there's so much about community that will, this inclusionary idea that affordable housing isn't just uh, one group's problem, but it's part of helping our community feel more complete and bring us into more connection with, with all of one another is just yep. so valuable for, for the city. That's absolutely true. We're out of time. It always goes so fast. Rabbi John, it's been a great pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you. If you want to learn more about the Nashua Area Interfaith Council, you know what? Just Google it. You'll find out. <laughs> you'll find the website right away. Um, connect to Rabbi John. Connect to the Interfaith Council. Connect to their work in supporting all sorts of different ways in which we want to make our community just a better place to live and work. Um, and uh, if you forget about all of that, but you you just want to say, that sounded great. Call me at United Way, and uh, I won't be here next week. It's going to be President's Day a week from today, so I hope I'm going to take a week off, and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm hoping it's nice weather. Um, last shout-out, it's Valentine's Day. Buy your sweetheart some chocolates or flowers. I'm going to probably be doing that. No promises, <laughs> but I'm going to probably do that. For the love of my life, Kirsten, who I'm embarrassing for now the, for the fourth time today, I promised only three, but what's the, what the heck? Why not four? Um, 
it's been a great journey. It is going to be a great journey for the next 50 years as well. Um, I'm planning on, you know, living at least to be a hundred and something. So, and you're going to be with me all the way. So honey, uh, happy Valentine's day. I do love you. You've been listening to the United Way community connection show. Um, we will be back in two weeks with another great show. And, uh, until that time, please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united. WSMN 1590, WSMN 95.3 FM, Nashua. Listen, watch, and stream at WSMN.live.